0: Hey, Dylan here. Before we roll the intro and get into today's episode, there's something that I quickly want to share with all of you listening to this. So, given the current situation in the world, live content is becoming more and more important for SaaS companies right now. Webinars, roundtables, and online events are taking over. And if you've tried running any of these yourself, you know just how difficult they can be. And that's where today's sponsor can help. Restream allows you to broadcast live, engaging video directly from your browser to 30 plus social networks at the same time. They power over 8 million live streams every single month and are already trusted by companies like Cisco, IBM and Microsoft. And more importantly, I love Restream and I'm using it every single day. So with this sponsorship, they're enabling us to take this podcast and my own live streams to the next level so that we can bring you even better interviews. If you would wanna try it out, please visit restream.am forward slash Dylan that's r e s t r e dot a m forward slash Dylan it'll take you straight to the homepage and show them that you came from this podcast they have a great free plan that you can use to test it out and you'll also get a ten dollar credit when signing up using that link so once again that's restree.am dot a m forward slash Dylan okay let's get into today's show and roll the intro Hello and welcome. You're listening to the SaaS Marketing Show, a weekly podcast for founders and marketers within SaaS and B2B tech. You'll be hearing from senior marketers and founders at some of the most exciting companies in the world. You can expect to hear advice, results of experiments, and exactly what's working behind the scenes of some rapidly growing SaaS and B2B technology companies. No top level BS, actionable stuff only. My name is Dylan Hay and I'm one of the co-founders of A hey Digital a PPC and CRO agency that helps SaaS and B2B technology companies grow. I just happen to also be the host of this show. So when we're not interviewing senior marketers or founders, we'll be sharing behind the scenes of our business and exactly what's working for our own customers, many of whom are just like you listening to this podcast. Okay, let's get into today's show.
1: Are you looking for your next scalable acquisition channel? something that consistently drives new signups and demo requests. Sounds like it's time to introduce PPC. At Hey Digital, we're experts at helping SaaS and B2B technology companies grow with paid ads. Learn more at heydigital.co.
0: Welcome to today's episode of the SaaS Marketing Show. So I'm excited about this one. Today we are joined by Jeff Atkinson, who is the founder and CEO at Huckabye. So Huckabye is an SEO platform based in Utah that is changing how organizations grow their organic search channel through a technology-focused SEO approach. Jeff, I'm excited to have you here. So welcome to the show. Thanks,
1: Dylan. It's great to be on. Thanks for having me.
0: No problem. So today we're going to talk about, the or the topic for today's show is how you guys at Huckabye drive 62% year-over-year year organic channel growth by creating Google's perfect world. But I also know from reading different pieces about you and about the business, you have a lot of SEO knowledge. I think, of course, we'll try and stay on that topic, but we're probably going to uncover some kind of like SEO tips and best practices for SaaS companies listening to this as well. Um, but before we jump into that, I wanna let everybody know a bit more about you, a bit more about the team at Huckabye. So I know that you previously held senior marketing roles at Overstock for a while and then Portico Club. And when I was researching, I found out that Huckabye have been around since 2014, I think it was, and you guys were, completely bootstrapped, I think, up until the start of this year when you closed a 2.3 million seed round. But I did find out, and it might be an old blog post that I was reading about you, that it sounds like Huckabye hasn't always been what it is right now. I was reading a story about how originally I think you guys were like a comparison shopping engine, right? Driving traffic and monetizing yeah. for affiliates. So tell us a little bit more about kind of how you've got to where you're at right now and what Huckabye is as a, as a platform.
1: Absolutely. First off, boy, you've done your research. So hats off to you, Dylan. Uh, You've dug up the the good stuff. So yeah, my background in SEO specifically starts at Overstock. So I was the SVP of marketing and analytics there. We had like a great SEO run going from, you know, zero to 300 million. Uh, It was just kind of crazy growth. And so yeah, dabbled in all things marketing from branding up to, you know, SEO, email marketing. One of the things I noticed, like we had over 40 people working on SEO and more than half of them were developers. So we were very technically focused on SEO. And yet, you know, the industry of SEO is, it's an enormous industry. It's like a $95 billion industry that is almost entirely services driven. So agencies, consultants, and the industry, the services industry has an NPS score of zero. So a net promoter score of zero. And it's hard to get to a zero, like a zero is people basically hate you. So that felt to me like an industry ripe for disruption. You know, there is a big need out there, but it's not getting addressed. And the reason is that agencies and consultants can't solve these technical problems. There's these deep rooted technical problems that sites have with communicating to a search engine. And it makes, you know, life difficult. We all, we all spend time on the UI UX for humans, and that's always the focus. But I argue, you know, the UI UX for Google is what really matters and moves the needle. And so Huckabye is built to basically outsource that as a software platform. So we have two products. One, we automate structured data markup, which is this language that helps sites communicate to Google. And then the other is um, SEO Cloud, which takes advantage of something called dynamic rendering. But yeah, we've grown pretty significantly. So that we pivoted from the comparison shopping engine to the SaaS business. About three years ago which was a brilliant move <laughs> the old model was a terrible model so we're about at 1.4 million in ARR yeah we were relatively bootstrapped until January uh, we raised 2.3 million good timing there we'll actually have our strongest month ever this month in April which is kind of crazy considering what's going on in the world but I think what we provide really sort of resonates right now and people really want to be investing in their SEO so about uh, 17, 18 employees based in Park City, Utah were distributed though around the country uh, about half here, half around the country. So that's, yeah, that's kind of the latest on Huckabye and and how we got here.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And one thing that I saw from the website is I know you guys have customers already like Salesforce and SAP and like I think Concur as well, for example, I, I think I saw a picture of you somewhere like stood outside Salesforce Tower, maybe that was on your LinkedIn or something. So in terms of like target customer for you guys, one thing I saw when going on your website is that my kind of assumption was I'm guessing you're servicing those kind of larger, more enterprise focused companies. But I wanted to find out a bit more about that because so far up until this point, the majority of people we've had on the podcast, like Calendly and Drift and Arefs, for example, have all been very self-service focused SaaS businesses. So I wanted to find out a bit more about the model and the kind of the kind of companies that you're targeting and also what the, I know we're gonna get into SEO in a minute and organic, but what the marketing kind of funnel centers around or has been like for you guys up until this point. Yeah, so
1: we do work with companies of all sizes. You know, what's interesting about SEO is everybody wants it. And so we have lots of industries, e-commerce, software, legal nonprofit. I mean you name it, we probably have it. It does tend to be a little bit more enterprise, especially lately. We just are one, the enterprise have deeper pockets right now and can afford, you know, we're we're kind of expensive, not crazy expensive. It's not completely self serve So yeah, this is a pretty not custom solution, but it is a a very technically heavy solution that that ends up driving really significant growth. So we have had quite a bit of success in the B two B SaaS enterprise area, partly because there's a ton of those companies here in Utah, and they usually end up growing the most. And we can kind of get into why that is. But Google kind of struggles to understand software companies, and our and our uh, software really helps that. So yeah, and it, in terms of our own funnel marketing wise, you know, we really didn't do a lot marketing wise for the first two years, and really just in the last year have we turned on that spigot. And we've obviously focused heavily on SEO. And right now we're taking advantage of some lower ad rates out there as well. Very low ad rates, which is kind of shocking and trying to build up our brand awareness. But it's mainly been SEO. Podcasts have been a phenomenal marketing channel for us. We really believe in the audio uh, side of, of content. And yeah, you know, starting to do some, some paid media that's, that's helping with our brand awareness. But Pipeline is really strong right now. We're getting tons of inbound for the first time in our life. So that's making life a lot easier.
0: Awesome. That's really good to hear. And yeah, I'm in a similar position with our agency, with Hey Digital right now, which I feel very grateful for. Like April will be the best month that we've ever had as well. And I think working specifically with SaaS companies and B2B software businesses, obviously it's not a great time for everybody. But out of all of the industries out there, we're kind of fortunate that we're probably one of the... of the least one of the least hit right so okay so let's get into kind of the i know the overarching topic that we agreed on for today is how you guys have driven so much like year-over-year organic channel growth and i know that to kind of share everything in a short period of time is is going to be going to be like difficult so in terms of like the best way to structure this maybe i would love to kind of pass the pass the baton over to you for a second to kind of cover on a top level, like when you guys reached out to me and said, Hey, this is what, like, this is one of the topics that we want to cover. Um, usually that's because you are pretty well prepared for it. Right. And you have a lot of specific Mm -hmm. things you want to share. Like, I would love to hear from you on a top level or as top level as we can, like what you guys have done over the last couple of years to drive your own organic channel growth or your customer's organic channel growth. And then off the back of that, I think I'm going to have some questions that I'll probably take away from what you say and ask you that our customers ask us too about some, whether it's like tips and tricks or best practices for other software businesses. So yeah, if that's okay with you, I'd love to hear kind of what you guys have done so far to, to see those great results. Absolutely. So I think
1: the biggest driver in our success as a as doing SEO ourselves and also for our customers is that kind of what we mentioned earlier, this disconnect between, user experience in the front end of a website that's designed for humans and what Google has to deal with and by solving that problem by getting the, the, the Google perfect you know Google's perfect world is what we call it you just alleviate so many problems that they've encountered that the growth just sort of happens so I'll give you an example <clears throat> probably so Google has made a really big change in the last year. They have introduced something called dynamic rendering. And dynamic rendering basically means you can now, you know, just like you have a mobile version of the site and a desktop version, you can now have actually a Google version that's just for them, that's a simplified version. And the reason for that is that the front end of websites and what Google has to crawl has really changed and made it more difficult because of JavaScript. So JavaScript you know, used to be impossible for them to crawl, and then it just kept growing and growing and growing and now it's almost every on every web page on the internet and as soon as they hit javascript their regular bot that's crawled the internet for 20 years no longer can do the job so they kick that page to what they call a rendering queue and a rendering queue is just like your chrome browser right it loads it um, executes all the javascript and allows them to go in and actually crawl it well with, with dynamic rendering you can now actually just go around that so you can and it, what it, the problem with that is it's like 10 times the processing time for them to understand a page, which makes things very expensive for them. So for us, we just queue up this sort of perfect version. We add structured data, which happens to be, you know, a very important part of their algorithm now. It's how they get authoritative information. They, they then use it to enhance their search results with rich snippets and such. So that's the first piece. We then convert the site into a flat HTML version. It makes it way lighter, way faster. And then we have a partnership with Cloudflare, who's like the world's leader on content delivery. And there we have your site actually loaded at edge around the world. So it's instantly available for Google when they come in and crawl. And then the next version is actually your whole site will be that fast. So not just for Google, but also for users. So we're just looking at some of the macro trends that Google cares about, right? Mobile friendliness, structured data, dynamic rendering, super fast page speed, load all those up together, Take what they had before you know a Salesforce or whatever had before and you can just think how many JavaScript tags and all these things On a site like that and now give them this perfect version You know makes their life so much easier and they reward you for that essentially is what is what's happening So yeah, our average customer grows about 62 percent over 12 months, which is kind of crazy You know, there's no real solution that you can just buy and install that'll do that. So um, yeah, that's kind of how it's done
0: I was going to ask you off the back of that like so this is my expertise definitely isn't within like SEO so if I'm asking some stupid questions just let me know but I'm I'm like so focused on PPC and like landing page conversion rates and stuff for our customers that of course I have like a top level understanding but nowhere near as deep as you but the the stuff that you were talking about a minute ago with regards to the like the dynamic rendering that you guys like support and, and provide for people. Is, is, is something like that only possible when using a platform like Huckabye or are there ways that, so I know you also talked about like page speed and mobile readiness and stuff like that and I know those are things that people can obviously work on on the sites themselves. Is the, the dynamic rendering is that something that people can do themselves too or is it only possible through a platform like Huckabye for example?
1: No, they, they can do it themselves. Yeah, it's not done very often because when do you prioritize like a separate yeah. version of the site for Google? It just doesn't happen too often. But yeah, if you look at some of the really sharp SEO companies, they're embarking on doing it themselves. Yeah, you just have to basically create a version, have smart developers that can do the configurations so that when Google comes in, they see that version. But yeah, it's, it's capable. You know, People that have strong dev teams can do it in-house.
0: Got it. That makes sense. But I think there's very few people that will find the time to, to do that or do it well as well, right? It's like the same with, uh, yeah. people can, people can do PPC themselves or they can do anything themselves, but whether they should do it themselves is a very different, is very different yep. matter. Yep. <laughs> um, and I know that obviously you said that you're experiencing this big growth yourselves, your customers are experiencing this growth. It sounds like a lot of it is, it's like technical, like technical mm-hmm. improvement, stuff like that too. How important I, I'm interested to get your thoughts on this because so far everyone that's been on the podcast has been kind of either very content focused marketers and i think i would say that from my understanding so far you seem like a fairly technical guy yourself like how important is it of course yes you can have like a really well structured website and everything prepared for google um, but then where does the kind of how important is content and how does that fit into the wider strategy with your customers that you're working with and also on on your own site?
1: Yeah, you know, the content marketing push right now is crazy. You know, it's like a, it's a buzz term. It's, you know, super popular and rightfully so. I think it's very important. My point is that if you don't have the technical side buttoned up, you really don't get the benefit of all that work. And so what we're trying to do is streamline just the technical side so that if you're doing a bunch of content marketing, if you're doing all those great things, you actually get the benefit of them. <laughs> and I'd say the most common mistake that I see is people kind of generating content for content's sake and not really measuring how it's doing. So you'll have these huge content efforts that won't have KPIs attached to them, won't have specific goals attached to it. You know, it'll be through a blog or something like that. I could always go down this line of questioning with people about how they're doing their content marketing and they get tripped up. So I think it's important to have... Content's super important. Just have, it, have a plan behind it and, and think about how you're going to actually make money off of this investment. And then, if you get the technical side buttoned up with something like Huck or doing it in house, you're just going to see way more benefit from all those efforts. And so, yeah, it's still very important. I'm just saying, let's make the most of it, right? Content's expensive. Let's make sure we get the benefit of it.
0: Yeah, for sure. No, that makes a ton of sense. Okay. And then, so I want to ask you a couple of questions for everyone listening to this. So I would say probably a hundred percent of people that listen to this show, either a SaaS marketer or a founder of maybe like a mid or early stage SaaS company. Obviously within the SaaS world, content is, and content marketing is so important. It's the backbone for probably 90% of SaaS companies out there, right? Like when people come to work with us, it's usually because, okay, they've got content working and now they're looking to introduce a new channel, whether it's like PPC in our case or they're looking to try other things. But content is so important and it's the driving factor for so many SaaS businesses. So I know there's a lot of people listening to this will want me to ask you some questions around kind of organic strategy and, and stuff like that, too. So I know you just touched on a couple of the kind of biggest um, or big mistakes that people make with their actual content strategy itself in terms of like not not thinking about how it can be tied to revenue, not thinking about how it ties in with what Google wants to see, for example. What would be and hopefully this isn't just putting you on the spot here, but what would be like one or two things that if an early stage SaaS founder comes to you and says, hey, look, we're we've, we've started to build out our content team, started to build out our content engine. Like, where do, we, where do we go from here? Or what are a couple of the things that we should really be focusing on? Whether it's, like, specific metrics to keep an eye on, whether it's certain strategies to experiment with. Like, I'm sure you get this question a lot of people saying, hey, look, what, what do we actually do with organic strategy? So, yeah, what would be, like, one or two tips that you could give to everybody?
1: So the one that comes first to mind is that Content usually gets kind of dumped off on sections of their website that they don't care as much about. (laughs) And I know that sounds strange, but the typical strategy is to create a blog. And if you think about a SaaS site and which pages are the most important in terms of SEO, they're going to be core pages about their product that talk about the product and hopefully people come in on them, hopefully they rank high, people are coming in and they convert into customers. If you look at a typical SaaS company, though, all their new content efforts is flowing through their blog, and all these important pages stay stagnant. So I'm a big fan of all those content efforts actually affecting core pages on the site that sell. I think we always make the mistake that content is really just for people to learn and not for people to buy. And I don't think consumers think that way. Like If I'm researching software, I'm probably thinking about buying. So why don't I put that content on the pages that actually sell? And, you know, what we all care about is revenue growth. So why would you have all this content pushing on pages that aren't really driving revenue growth? So we encourage customers to start moving that content and those content efforts towards core pages. And a lot of times a SaaS company actually won't know which pages on their site are super important for SEO. Probably my second tip is that the navigation of a, a software company is always way off (laughs) people call stuff these really strange things or their header will be like about us product free demo and Google doesn't is just like, "What does this company do? They have no idea. So descriptive header with important pages that you want to rank number one for uh, keywords that you really, really care about. And let's move some of that content into these core pages and keep refreshing them so that you actually become an authority on some of these, you know, so for you. It'd be like, you know, SAS PPC marketing, you know, make sure you have some of these core pages that have frequent content updates so that you actually start getting that traffic on pages that sell. So those would be kind of the two mistakes that I see happen. One, the navigation is just like completely off. And then two, the content strategy is usually not put on the pages that really matter.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. And it's funny because often it's sometimes the most simple, changes that can make the biggest impact too because like i was looking on the huckabye website and for example i saw in your header it's like seo products seo knowledge seo company and just just something like that versus like products or blog or whatever it might be I i can see that and it's funny because we're we're actually about to relaunch our website and that's something that we've started to think about too like i'm looking at the designs in figma right now just to check our like our headers and we've done the same thing. what you just suggested so that's good that means that we're kind of on the on the right mm-hmm. um okay cool thank you for sharing that because i think those are things that are very valuable to to people it's sometimes the things that to you might seem really simple but to a lot of people I, I wouldn't have really considered that too much even just the header text for example until until this conversation so just as we start to wrap up this interview there's two questions that i always like to ask everybody that comes on And the first one is, what is the biggest challenge that you guys are facing yourselves at the moment within your marketing or growth for Huckabye?
1: Mm. Um, SEO at scale. So, you know, Huckabye is relatively young. So being able to actually have significant rankings that sort of scale over lots and lots of pages. Software companies always kind of struggle with this because there isn't the automatic ad addition of content like an e-commerce will if you add 100,000 products to the site you know just bang there you go so trying to trying to figure out ways to scale that is is a challenge and then i think you know for every company right now it's it's a bit of like keeping everybody on the same page keep communicating making sure people are healthy and happy you know there's just this is a this is a crisis and and i think p- understand that people absorb it and are dealing with it in different ways and that it is affecting them and being sensitive to that and those are like just not just like company things but like you know the whole world is kind of in the in that boat and i think as a company leader you know it's our responsibility to to make a positive you know have their work be a positive impact on their life right now and that's something that we're really trying to do
0: yeah for sure that's really good to hear thank you and then my, my second question or the last question is always like what's one thing that you're working on at the moment that you're really kind of proud of? I actually really like the, I, I really like the thing that you just said there about how you're like developing as a, as a leader as well and putting like how your employees are thinking and feeling first. Like that's something that I'm thinking a lot about right now myself and don't often get to have the conversations with because no disrespect to the other people that have been on the show, but the majority of the time it's like a, a CMO or a VP of marketing, for example, of course they have their own small team, but when it's the actual kind of like business owner themselves it's a a slightly different conversation and but like that aside what's what's one thing that you guys are really proud of at the moment that you're doing
1: just this month i mean to have the biggest month we've ever had in april and dylan congrats to you for doing the same and we might be the only two people on a podcast talking about that so cheers to you and yeah we're very proud of that i think it's you know Revenue is what ultimately matters, and so for us to have our biggest month ever in April is, is an accomplishment, and I'm just really proud of our team for how they've done a lot to get to this point. So, and it's and it's the fun time now. It's just going to keep growing because we've set up a lot of things in place that will, you know, make this a, a predictable thing versus like we just had one good month. So that's probably what yeah. I'm most proud about.
0: Yeah, congratulations. Because also the thing that I'm thinking about is if if you're able to have that now in the current time period like in six months, what's it going to be like kind of thing, you know? So if you're having solid months now, then that's really encouraging. So yeah, congratulations. Thank you for, thank you for coming on today and for sharing your like tips and and knowledge with everyone. Before we wrap things up, is there, is there anything that you need to or would like to like promote at the moment or what's the best place that people can find out more about you? I'm guessing just like the website, your LinkedIn, for example.
1: Yeah. Website, my LinkedIn, if you say in a contact us form that you came through, you heard us on the SAS marketing show, just put that in the note and we'll make sure you're really taken care of. We, we typically give podcast listeners a nice discount on our product. So yeah, just, we would want to, we'd like to know where they came from. And yeah, thanks so much for having me, Dylan. That was great.
0: Yeah, no problem. That was really good. Thank you for coming on and sharing everything. And uh, I'll speak to you again soon.